Vroom, money, vroom. I'm rich, vroom. Vroom, I have nothing else to show off. I hate people like that. I hate people like that. I hate people like that. Hi guys, welcome to Hidden Among Us episode 7 7 The unlucky we, episode uh, Yes, we faced <laughs> some technical difficulties recording over the weekend And we and attempted it like three times and Yes Oh my god, I'm in pain well, Hopefully this time it's like smooth yeah, hopefully it's smooth. Okay, let me check mm-hmm. if we're even recording. Okay, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't hurt to check again. Uh, oh well. Not. Last Friday was polling day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we initially recorded like our thoughts and everything on like polling day, but yes. well, everything's gone. Thanks a lot, technical errors. Yes. I was a bit tired because my slot was kind of at an odd timing. And it was just like, the whole campaigning period was so emotionally tiring, just reading everybody and everything on the internet. Oh, that was oh, yeah. that was tiring. It was very tiring. And I think, I remember saying that because everything has to had to be done online, the rallies, I mean the campaigning didn't feel as authentic as it was mm, in the past. Yes, definitely did not feel. Yeah. It would have been nice to have rallies and then like going down there and waving flags and like feeling that that sort of energetic atmosphere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but this time around it was us just chilling back on our couches watching it on TV. Until like 4am, but I actually slept. I didn't actually stay up to watch the results because oh, like... Oh, Because okay. I worked the next I day. I watched the whole thing. Oh, you watched the whole thing? Oh, wow. Thing? Until 4am-ish. Yeah. Wow. Me and my mom was like awake. I watched until 2, I think. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to go sleep. I watched until oh, the... Um, they gave the, the, the sample... Sample vote. count. Yeah, the sample count. Mm. And then I was I like... I was watching okay. till the official votes. Oh my goodness. Okay, but the sample count to official is not like a huge difference. It's like 4% difference. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's quite scary... I mean, quite amazing how statistics is, like, like just how accurate mm. it is, but you take the sample count of 100. Amazing, eh? It's, it's great. <laughs> Mathematics, which I don't understand, so never mind. I also don't understand everything, but you know, Ran- you random them sampling. and they, they give me... <laughs> I was relying Wait, on my is brother. it random sampling? No. Yeah, it's random sampling. They they take like 100 it... ballots. They take 100 ballots yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they count. from So, so from there, they get like a rough gauge. I mean, there's like a lot of other type of sampling, so I was like confused which one. Oh my gosh! I, I still don't understand how the amount is still so similar to the actual amount. <laughs> it boggles my mind. But you know what? Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, <laughs> and uh, now that we are recording this before knowing the results, because we were recording this before we knew the results, like we were first, mm. like the first draft. So like now, it's like after. It's quite amazing. The results are... Were you surprised uh, by it though? No, I love Jameis a lot. <laughs> I really love that man. So, My Doc- Twitter no, is I'm flooded with fan cams. Dr. Jameis Lim, if you're out there, shout out to you. And your... I would sim for you. <laughs> Stop! Oh God. I would sim for you if you're hearing me. He, I would I sim mean, for you. He did so well during the debate. It was just mm. like, wow. Mm. But I guess internet culture plays a huge part in these campaignings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, you know, memes and stuff help to popularise some of the candidates. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool how our generation, like Gen Z's, unfortunately we are part of Gen Z. <laughs> how Gen <laughs> Z's right. and like millennials come together and like use the power of the internet and like social media to like help mm-hmm. boost like these messages that mm-hmm. these like different parties are trying to say. I just thought it was pretty cool. What an interesting election. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting election. I don't know if anything will ever beat this, like, elections. Like, how exciting it was in that sense. Yeah, I mean, this is the first election that was done during a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, here in Singapore, we are lucky that the situation here has gotten a lot better. So, we've been able to get into, like, phase two 
where a lot of restrictions mm. have been relaxed a lot more and like people can go out and stuff like that so mm. yeah well i'm happy i'm happy that it's like this <laughs> like at the current status quo yeah but i'm still gonna stay at home <laughs> of course yeah oh well what a coincidence so am i <laughs> how well. shocking it's so surprising oh my god Chris is staying at home I went out news. once and that was to meet Honda and like most of our day out was me going to pet lover center buying a whole bunch of like pet <laughs> stuff for Leo and he hadn't even come in yet I'm glad you know well, I'll probably never see you again oh my god yeah I'm actually too paranoid to leave the house cause I'm like, nobody's keeping an eye on Leo. But like my mom and my helper and my dad will be at home. But at the same time, it's not the same. Like, I'm not keeping an eye <laughs> on him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Set up a webcam. Yeah, I want kind of, I kind of want to buy a webcam. But you see, the thing is at night, right? Leo is chocolate colored and it's dark. So I can't mm-hmm. see anything. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and I would rather not Infrared. like... I would rather not like lift up my phone and see like this random shadow run across the screen because um no thank you. Okay anyway, <clears throat> um I don't think the both of you have heard of this case before, mm-hmm. but I found it pretty interesting mm-hmm. so I was like, <laughs> guess I gotta share this. Okay so this is the Elizabeth Wetlawfer mm-hmm. case. I don't know how to pronounce her surname. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay so. Um, have y'all ever heard of the phrase the angel of death? At least in like yes. uh-huh. a criminology sense. No. Uh-huh. I've heard of it in like <laughs> the freaking musical. Wait, what musical? Um shit, I suddenly just forgot what the musical is. The singing one. Wow. Uh, wow. You describe That narrows it down a lot. Yeah, it narrows um, it down so much. Phantom of the Oprah. <laughs> Oh, fan- isn't that your favorite musical? Yes, you know, just tired. It's it's late. <laughs> it's eleven. The singing one. Okay, so in terms of criminology, the angel of death is actually a type of uh, criminal offender, and they're often a type mm-hmm. of serial killer. And okay. what they do is mm-hmm. they're often employed as a caregiver, and they murder the people under their care. So a lot of these mm-hmm. angel of death killers, they believe that their murders are sort of like an act of mercy and mm. they're putting their victims out of their misery. But good old Wikipedia informed me that there are actually three types of angels of death. So the first is okay. a mercy killer where they believe that the victims are suffering and sometimes this belief can actually be mm-hmm. delusional. Mm-hmm. The second one is a sadistic so this is where they use their position as a means of exerting power and control over their wi- victims. And the third mm. one is a malignant hero. And this is where the, of- the offender endangers the life of the victim and then goes to save them. So what they could be doing is um, they could have already killed the victim. And what they do is like they pretend to do CPR or something to look as if that they're doing their best to bring that person back to life but they know that the victim is already dead Mm. yeah Mm. but unfortunately in the case I'm about to cover Elizabeth Wetlawfer she was a sadistic angel of death and killed 8 people Mm -hmm. but there could actually be more than 8 victims it's just like Mm. yeah so Elizabeth was born Elizabeth May Parker on June 10th 1967 which makes her a cancer unfortunately also (laughs) ironic because cancers are supposed to be like maternal and the caregiver sorts but she said psych and murdered eight people (laughs) so this story comes from the good old land of maple syrup and giant moose Mm -hmm. canada so elizabeth was born in woodstock ontario canada Mm-hmm. Um, she was mm. actually born into a staunch Baptist family and her okay. parents were actually described to be very controlling. Okay. Mm. As a child, Elizabeth was described as very shy and awkward and she was unfortunately the target of bullies. So she was bullied a lot mm. as a kid. When she went to high school, her situation sort of got better but she was sort of a devious person. Um, she once pulled the fire alarm in her school to get the boy she 
liked in trouble. Yeah, I think he rejected her, so she was like, oh. okay. Yeah. Uh, Azabeth also realized that she had feelings towards girls, but she wasn't successful in her attempts to woo some of them. Elizabeth mm-hmm. mm-hmm. initially wanted to pursue journalism in college, but she found herself interested in medication and guidance. So she attended the London Baptist Bible College and eventually graduated with a degree in religious education counselling. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Elizabeth's college years were made difficult by her father because her parents were controlling. Um, her father was also a raging homophobe and Elizabeth had feelings towards girls as well. And like her... Elizabeth's mm-hmm. mom was the kind of person who just followed whatever her husband did. So Elizabeth didn't have that sort of support system, like somebody to back her up. Mm. And she also Mm -hmm. lived in like a community that was incredibly homophobic. So she had a, I think, a friend that was LGBT and like the community just like attacked that person. It was just kind of sad. Anyway, in Elizabeth's college years, uh, her father made it difficult because he wanted to keep an eye on her. So he actually enrolled in the same college she did. And (laughs) yeah, and there was once he literally dragged her back home because... Um, he caught her going to a gay-friendly church with her girlfriend. Oh no. Yeah. It gets uh. a little sadder for Elizabeth because she was actually sent to um, like a conversion therapy sort of camp to oh, no. make her like straight. Oh no. Obviously, these experiences led Elizabeth to feel like hateful and doubtful of herself. So her, her self-image was very negative. Mm. Yeah. Finally, she went on to study nursing at Conestoga College and afterwards was employed at several places in Woodstock. In 1997, she married a truck driver named Donnie Wetloffer. So that's where she gets her surname. But yeah. unfortunately, mm-hmm. was um, so Elizabeth was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, causing her nursing license to actually get revoked because she was actually caught stealing medication and attempting to end her life with them. Mm. Yeah. Eventually, mm. Elizabeth sought help from women on the internet and eventually began a relationship with one, which, of course, made her husband mad, so he divorced her. And I think he called her sick as well. Mm. So, once again, just incredibly <laughs> homophobic. Elizabeth just. She can't get a break, man. Uh, Elizabeth would actually go on to marry a woman named Sheila Andrews. Mm. During this time, Elizabeth began to work at a long-term care home. I think this is like a hospice. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, So this long-term care home was called Caressant Care. Mm -hmm. And this is where Elizabeth would go on to commit her murders. Okay. Mm. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Elizabeth first tried to murder two elderly elderly women, 87-year-old Clotide Adriano and 88-year-old Albina de Medeiros. I'm so sorry, I'm like butchering their names. (laughs) (laughs) So what Elizabeth did was she injected the both of them with insulin, but she actually failed to successfully murder them. But for these two attempts, Elizabeth was actually charged with aggravated assault, but that was it. Yeah. Okay. So Elizabeth then went on to experiment with the insulin and she eventually found a mixture that was lethal enough to kill someone. So her first successful murder would occur on August 11, 2007. Elizabeth Mm. injected 84-year-old World War II veteran James Jim Silcox. He'd been a father of six. Yeah, so he was her first victim. Um, She injected him with insulin as well. Her next victim was 84-year-old Morris Mogrenet an 84-year-old father of two who was a mechanic and automotive body man working in Tilson, Ontario. So he'd been injected with insulin too. However, both of these deaths actually raised no suspicion at all because the two victims were just old and frail. So mm-hmm. people at the care facility just expected them to pass any time. 
And plus, they were over 80 years old. So, they were, like, very advanced in age. And in addition to that, unlike narcotics, so, like, your pills, right? Um, mm-hmm. Those kinds of medication are actually tracked. But insulin isn't tracked. So, they didn't actually keep an eye on it. Which was why Elizabeth could steal it that easily. And mm-hmm. why she had so much access to it. Around this time, Elizabeth's wife left her and this upset Elizabeth very deeply and it's probably one of the reasons why she started to escalate in her killings. Alright, so Elizabeth had a pretty set MO which was to inject these frail and at-risk elderly people with insulin. Mm. But the thing mm-hmm. that actually makes me really mad about this case was the fact that it went under the radar and all these people passed away and no one noticed mm. a single thing because they were in a care home and they were expected to pass in the end. Mm. And Elizabeth yeah. took advantage of that. Mm. Which is why she mm. got away with it for so long. Mm. Yeah. As I would actually tell the patients that the doctor wanted to give them vitamin shots which is Mm. why the patients never suspected a thing Mm. so I'm going to read the names of some of her victims who were all murdered via insulin injection she murdered them from 2007 to 2016 that was how long she was active so um, Michael Priddle 63 Wayne Hedges 57 Gladys Millard 87 Helen Matheson 95 Mary Zurawinski, 96. Helen Young, 90. Maureen Pickering, 79. Elizabeth went to work at another home uh, where she murdered Arpad Horvath, 75. She also murdered Sandra Towler, 77, at Telfer Place, uh, Telfer Place Retirement Home in Paris, Ontario. And finally, she murdered Beverly Bertram, 68, who was living at a private residence in Ingersoll, Ontario. There was this huge oversight from families, supervisors, even the Ministry of Health and Long-Term Care, who, by the way, inspected the places she worked at while she was still working there, but found nothing um, wrong. And... Okay. Yeah, even coroners who investigated some of Elizabeth's victims... They found nothing amiss with the bodies. And mm. the reason why coroners couldn't find anything is because it's actually quite hard to identify if someone had died of an insulin overdose because there isn't any post-mortem test on low blood sugar. And mm. often, mm. if there are symptoms, they are associated with other issues. Yeah, mm. And it's also difficult to differentiate between natural and synthetic insulin in the body. Mm. Mm. Okay. On September 16, 2016, Elizabeth checked herself into an inpatient drug rehabilitation program at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. This is where she confessed that she'd mm. been murdering these elderly people. So the people at the um, rehabilitation center called the cops. Elizabeth also sent a letter to the College of Nurses to resign and she also confessed the crimes to them. You can mm. actually find videos of her interrogation online and I personally found them very unnerving because she has this very chirpy, friendly tone in her voice and it sounds like she's having a regular conversation and not confessing to the murder of like several people. Mm. Yeah. Elizabeth claimed that she had killed because of red surges that she felt was God telling her that that was how she would work for him. Mm. She said that after a murder, she would feel the surging and then would hear her own voice cackling like it was from the pits of hell. Mm. The laughter she described felt like it was coming from the middle of her chest and that the feeling to kill or overdose came from her stomach. Interestingly enough though, Elizabeth said that she could differentiate between right and wrong. Mm. Uh, Elizabeth actually confessed to a bunch of people before. So she confessed to a pastor, an ex-boyfriend, 
a teenager at a care facility and a lawyer who actually told her to shut up and like tell no one else about it. But like to everyone she confessed to, no one took her seriously. She was also found to have borderline personality disorder which her wife once said that she would have temper tantrums, acted childish and displayed no interest in helping her unwell mother. There were other symptoms of BPD Elizabeth displayed as well such as unstable relationships, fear of abandonment, mood swings, etc. Mm-hmm. So on October 25th, she was formally charged with eight counts of murder. And then on January 13th, 2017, she was charged with an additional four counts of attempted murder and two counts of aggravated assault. Mm. Elizabeth waived her rights to a preliminary hearing and confessed to all charges on June 1st, 2017. Finally, on June 26th, 2017, Elizabeth was sentenced to eight concurrent life terms with no possibility of parole in 25 years. Wow, okay. Yeah. But 25 years, that's pretty short still. She would be, I think she's about 40 now. Oh, okay. She'll be about 65. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, even if she does have a possibility, like for example, 25 years later and she applies for parole, right? The chances of getting parole are quite slim as well. Yeah. Yeah. It also depends a lot on how she behaves in prison. Mm. Elizabeth was sent to Grand Valley Institution for Women in Kitchener, Ontario, where she carried out her sentence, but in 2018, was transferred elsewhere to receive treatment. And this is the story of Elizabeth Wetlaufer, the angel of death, and one of Canada's Mm. worst serial killers. Oh, interesting. And it's a female serial killer. Yep. Yeah, that's so rare. rare. Yeah. But it's interesting how she was in a caregiver role, because women are... Right. Believed to be like caregivers and stuff. Yeah. Mm. It's actually like a similar case in Japan, which is quite a few years ago. It's just quite like a big case. Maybe I will cover it one day. Oh my god, yeah, you should cover it. It's not like an old people like uh, care facility, but I think it's with people with uh, like mental disability. Oh no. Mm. So yeah. So it became like a whole like societal like issue because people have like a lot of stigma against like people with mental disability yeah i don't Mm. know i just what made me extremely upset about this case was the fact that she took advantage of all these vulnerable at risk elderly people who by the way probably Mm. couldn't defend themselves anyway because they were at this care facility yeah and yeah and the fact that it went on for so long because nobody else thought that there could be anything bad happening and that these people were just passing mm. normally like I don't know it just made me really really mad and watching her interrogation like completely pissed me off because she just confessed everything she mm. confessed everything but like she sounded like she was having this conversation and she was just so chill and chirpy and I was just like dude you killed so many people mm-hmm. yeah but oh well she's in jail now yeah. Eight concurrent well, life sentences. She's going to be in there for a while. Yeah, she will be in there for quite a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once again, I just really hope that... Oh, this is really quite interesting. Yeah. I just hope that the victims' family can learn to heal once again. I feel like I say that every episode. It's just that yeah. I just... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard to come to terms with it. Like, mm. Yeah, it's hard to come to terms with it. And also because, like, I think... Um, they they went to look into they they found out that on so many other systemic levels like this could have been avoided for sure yeah, yeah. like all these organizations even like nice. the medical authorities and whatever they just never noticed anything the system killed the people though. yeah and like I'm just thinking like if you had if there was a system in place to just track the insulin. A lot of this could have been avoided. You know what I mean? Or like a proper background check. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like for when she moved to one of the um she moved to another care facility and like the thing is like she had a recommendation letters and stuff. Ugh. I was just like wow. Okay, Honda, do you have <laughs> a spooky ookie wookie wookie? It's really late, so it's like God. Okay, please, please. hold on. Let me try and split screen. I don't know how to split screen. Why are we splitting screen? No, as in... 
so I can see oh. my Google Docs okay, and your my, faces. My brain processed it as <laughs> you wanted to share your screen and like show <laughs> show like a creepy image, and I really didn't want that. <laughs> the hell? How do you do this? Oh, okay. Technology failing me, failing us. Okay, nice thing. Someone walking outside my room. Are you Just sure a bit it's a scary. Oh. Just make sure it's locked. Okay. Yeah. Do you know if I ever lived by myself, I want to buy one of those like heavy duty door lockers. Like they have these like giant oh. things made out of steel that you like attach your door and like nobody can enter. Mm. Yeah. And like, I don't know, a baseball bat somewhere. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, the likelihood of me speaking pro- it properly is very low, but. Okay. <laughs> I don't like the, the loud like, features. The... Oh my god. <laughs> I don't like it. You're like, haha. Alright. Okay. Okay. This creatures I want to talk about, they're called oh skinwalkers. No! Oh god. No! no. Wait, do you know what they are? Um, I think many years ago there was this. I can't remember what the name of the show is, but it was on, I think, Discovery Channel. And they cover all these, like, weird creatures. So I think they cover, like, the Chupacabra and stuff like that. I remember one of the episodes that freaked me out was this one called The Skinwalker. But the thing is, I watched that so many years ago. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember that, like, the Mm. show was, I mean, in hindsight, it's pretty staged. But yeah, mm-hmm, I remember yeah. they did a Skinwalker episode and freaked me out. But I can't remember anything about it now. The hell be a Skinwalker? <laughs> okay, a Skinwalker like, comes from uh, Navajo tribal folklore. So Native American, specifically Navajo culture. So yeah, among the Navajo, Skinwalkers are like, you know, were- werewolves. So they're like evil witches who can transform themselves into creatures of their choosing. Ooh, so like any creature... But so, but you know, before you guys get creeped out, these are specific to Navajo culture. You won't see them anywhere else except in those territories. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Not seeing one in Singapore here, unless there is a community. Oh God! Many people said that they have encountered these creatures, and then the, Nav- the Navajo people believe that talking about them will attract them to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna end the podcast right here. It's nice. Um. <laughs> Uh, please uh, remember to give us five stars. <laughs> she hasn't even. I'm just scared. I, I don't want to think about it. I don't like it. I mean, like, after we covered all these creepy shit, then. I, oh my god. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just paranoid because this episode is just cursed. <laughs> In general. I'm not even, oh god. Chris, you didn't have to say that. It's true. Shen, is your cupboards closed? Yes! <laughs> I can't even see Shen's face, I'm scared. Shen, are you there? And it's just yeah, her black yeah. hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but I also like to add that it's actually taboo for Navajo people to be sharing these stories. Oh no, which so makes even worse. All right. Yeah, it makes it even worse. That's and good. it's actually quite hard to find like information online. Okay. Mm. So I made use of my best friend Reddit. Oh! We love Reddit. Mm-hmm. So, like, most of the information and stories are this uh, from this Reddit user called Misha Ninja. Yeah, L-Y-S-H-A Ninja. Ninja. <laughs> so, like, the origins of the Skinwalkers, like I said earlier, they're witches, but they weren't always bad. They weren't... In the past, they were actually seen as good. Oh, okay. Mm. They actually like they were actually seen as people with amazing gifts, and they would change into form of an any like any animal, and they run vast distances very quickly, and they mimic people's voices, and some were known to use magic. Mm, okay. But then during colonization, skinwalkers were used to relay messages between war camps and spy on the enemy without being detected. Of mm. course. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes so for it- everyone who can't see. So in the end, like when they lost, like the good of the community took a back seat and people began to focus on themselves. So mm. instead of sharing their gifts, people began to look at their own families. Uh, they look after their own families, claiming property and livestock. Mm. Okay. And, you know, people like start to become jealous of like one another, you know, and, you know, yeah, they wanted like what others had. Mm. Mm. So they look to skinwalkers to like, you know, do their bidding. Oh, 
Yesterday were made use of for mm. like a person's personal mm. desires. Yeah. So like in the past, being a like being a skinwalker is a gift, but now it's not. Hmm. And yeah, not okay. skinwalkers are Navajo people. Mm-hmm. Only Navajo people can become skinwalkers. Okay. So they have to condemn themselves to a life of unhappiness and anger in order to become a skinwalker. And you have to sacrifice someone you love very much. Oh. So so yeah, so it shows not that born yeah. as a skinwalker, they have to become a no. skinwalker. Yeah, they have to turn into a skinwalker. Oh man. <laughs> it, so like you know after like uh condemning yourself to a life of unhappiness, sacrificing someone you love, it shows that you're committed to depravity. Mm. And actually skinwalkers, like, they can, you know, blend in. So they, they can be like people like you or me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you could have met them without knowing. Oh, okay. Oh. Mm. Well, that's... Okay, but that doesn't exist in our society, right? Just just confirming. I mean, you no, don't know. I mean, unless be... you enter their territory. Okay, so it has to be in their native land, right? Like, for example, mm. if there was a community of Navajo peoples in Singapore... Uh, I mean, it, on the I mean, off chance, historically, their say... land is... Okay, okay, alright. Just confirming that we are <laughs> somewhat safe. Yeah, because you know this episode has been rather... Cursed! This episode is cursed! Okay, let's go on. And the, so like the Navajo people want to separate themselves from death of any kind. So they would burn clothing and personal items of deceased relatives. And it's oh. very taboo. It's very taboo to keep anything that belongs to the dead. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And keeping these items will like make them sick or suffer horrible events in their lives. Okay. But then skinwalkers surround themselves with death. So they've been known to grave rob and search through people's garbage. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. And they but isn't use that bones us, and hair. Okay, what? okay. <laughs> you grave as in, rob? As in like yeah, humans? Like, like there are people who grave rob for money. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, of course. Apparently there's a lot to earn. I'm assuming they grave rob for like spells or stuff like that. Ah. Oh yeah. Not really to like sell off the items. Fair enough. I mean, that's what I think, but I'm not sure. Unless it's an ancient grave. <laughs> Then that one is to sell off. <laughs> I found this thousand-year-old grave. I'm just gonna sell it all. So these like skinwalkers, they will use bones and hair from the dead and victims' personal item to create dolls, and then they place these bundles near a person's home, and bad luck will fall upon the person. Oh, man. Wow, God bless. <laughs> so I'm gonna like move on to like the stories that these that this like Reddit user has. Okay. Okay. It's quite interesting. So, like, this story was told when, like, she was growing up. And it goes like this. She, like, li- um, they live in a rural community on the Navajo, like, reservation. Mm-hmm. So, the aunt and two brothers were home alone while the grandparents left for the evening to, a- to attend a meeting. And, oh. you know, they were in the house. And, and back then, like, in the reservation, there weren't any electricity. So, it's dark outside. Oh, no. <laughs> Everything's like 10 times more creepier when it's dark outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. And outside, they heard noises. Nope. As if someone was moving things around outside. God bless. Nope. The oldest uncle went outside to like look at the front window and he saw a figure by the truck. Thank this is like really out of the ordinary because the closest neighbor was miles away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And it, the figure began to dig through the personal items that the family left in the vehicle. Oh no! And the the aunt and uncles were afraid by what they saw, and they knew that they had to take action. So they took out the rifle, and they you know hold it up, and they flung open the door and aimed the gun at the dark figure. The figure turned, and started to walk towards them. No, straight up no. At this mm-hmm. point, I would just get into the house and lock my doors. Really? I feel like I'll be frozen. Okay, but like, you should run back at home, lock the doors, and, <laughs> and like, I don't know, crawl under Fair the enough. table. But then you Fair don't enough. want it to take but... your stuff, you know, because they will use it. Shit. <laughs> okay. Oh well. <laughs> there's no winning this one. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no winning this one. Yeah, but Duck Figure wasn't afraid of the gun. And yeah. even if the uncle pulled the trigger, nothing happened. The figure began to come closer 
and the aunt began to oh, smell damn. something like a rotting corpse. No. Uh, the smell was so strong, it made her gag. Uh, and okay. the uncle continued to pull the trigger with no luck, and the figure came closer and closer. Oh, bro, why is he so pulling the trigger? <laughs> Just get back inside. What does what does then, a corpse smell like? <laughs> do you really want to know? imagine myself like standing there? Okay, I'm stepping <laughs> myself because I really don't want to know. But then my mother the would distance. kill me if she heard me say this. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, so off in the distance, headlights were coming up the road. The grandparents were returning home. The figure looked toward the light and started to move away and tucked itself behind a tree near the house. Oh my god! Like they could still see it. Hmm. Okay. The oldest uncle ran toward the truck with the gun and the grandfather got out of the car and the uncle pointed to the tree and the dark figure was poking out its head to observe what they were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the grandfather ran into the house and over to the stove and grabbed a handful of ashes and rubbed over the gun and placed an ash-covered bullet into the chamber. Okay. He walked out onto the porch and fired toward the tree but... and the figure was didn't expect the gun to go off. And the figure oh. began running. Oh. Oh. So the ash oh. did something. Hmm. Probably. Oh. So the uncle and grandfather went after it. Mm-hmm. And so like, there weren't many roads. So like, you know, the aunt, grandfather and uncle chased after the figure in their truck. Okay. And Why like, would you do that? <laughs> so the road is, you know, all bumpy and everything because it's not paved. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, the truck was bouncing as they were chasing the figure. And lights were not fixed on a on one particular s- spot. And the uncle swears that he, whenever the headlights would hit the figure, he saw a woman. Oh mm. my god! Okay. And not only that, figure was running on all fours like a bear. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! So the the image, right? The mental image. Oh my god! Yeah, the mental image is just. Oh my god. So the grandfather eventually stopped the truck and they needed a ditch that drops about twenty feet. So the grandfather got out, began to yell in Navajo. And the uncle says that he was yelling about a local woman. He yelled that he wasn't scared and that he knew it was her and to leave his family alone. Oh my god, okay. Mm. So the grandfather knew who it was. Mm. Oh my god, okay. And then a few days passed and there was news that the woman that my grandfather was yelling about had passed away. <gasps> mm. Mm. So apparently, if you know who the skinwalker is and you say their name, it will kill them. Oh, damn. Oh my god. So yeah, it's actually quite interesting. But did she say why the skinwalker came to her house? No. Oh my god. But that's so creepy. Like, given what you said, like, it might have been somebody who made use of the skinwalker to do something to them. Yes. Mm. Oh, that's so creepy. Well, this was, is it like black magic-ish in that sense? Yeah, I think so. Kind of, it kind of reminds yeah, me of like black magic. Because when something happens, they actually right? consult like a medicine it. man. Oh my god. Oh. So like to cleanse themselves. Oh, that's so creepy. Interesting. I remember the, the that show. I wouldn't call it a documentary, but that show. What's it called? Uh? Un- something tapes. Unsolved tapes? I don't know. I can't remember the name of the show. <laughs> Unsolved tapes. Unresolved? I, um, I don't know. I can't remember. I know it's something tapes. And like the episode they did on the skinwalker. Like, I don't remember much of it. But I remember this very vivid memory of like there's a scene where this truck is driving by and they accidentally hit this like old oh, woman no. like she appeared out of nowhere and then like she ran up a mountain or something i can't really remember and then the two people filming they went up the mountain and then um it's like they saw human footsteps and then it changed to like like sort of like a wolf's footstep or something basically it became like an animal's one mm. and then it changed into another animal and it was so creepy and then i think as they were driving back at night they like the random lady like appeared off nowhere and they hit her and like when they got off the the truck to go see what it was there was like a fawn mm. there. Oh. and i was like okay i mean in hindsight, this show is probably staged, but it was. I remember when I was younger, it was really creepy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, when you're younger, you tend to believe also. Yeah, I remember showing mm. it to my my friends. I was like, oh my god, y'all need to watch this. It's real. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's filmed in those like first person documentary style. Oh, is it like found tapes kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, it's like I'm, a found tape. I'm so uh... curious of how 
a skinwalker looks like. Uh, I mean, they can shape shift. <laughs> That's quite interesting. Wow. Okay, I don't want to see that. Thank you, Shen. <laughs> Wait, I have another story, but it's like that. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. I'm scared. Okay, this one is actually quite creepy. Okay. Like the the figure, the, the skinwalker. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, this story is about the Leisha Ninja's uh, cousin. Oh my goodness. So, Her yeah. poor family. Yeah, I think it's quite a common sighting, which makes it kind of scary. Yeah. Mm. I mean, what are the odds so, that it would happen to her cousin as well, right? Uh, I mean, and then her uncle and grandfather yeah, experienced yikes, that yikes, yikes, scary yikes. thing. Somebody has a vendetta against her family, and I'm, I hope that person stops. Mm. It might be rampant also. Oh, yikes. Okay, um, <laughs> please protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Please share this so scary the- story. <laughs> so the cousin lives in uh the in the eastern agency of the Navajo Nation community known as Crown Point. Okay. So she she was still living with her parents at this time, and you know she she was known as a good girl, good grades, and had a nice car, and was very popular. And she played like on the basketball team. Mm-hmm. So the cousin was coming home from basketball practice, which ran past sunset. Oh no. And it was during the colder months, so it was dark by the time she pulled into her neighborhood. Not a good sign. Straight up, not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, as she neared her home, she saw a group of dogs. Nope. Oh no. Nope. <laughs> uh, it had to be dogs. I mean, it's, it's not unlikely because there are random packs of stray dogs that roam rural communities, but mm-hmm. these dogs don't belong to anyone and they get food, like, you know, where they can get it. So as she got closer, she noticed that the do- that something off- there was something off about the dogs. And there were four dogs, and they were sitting in a circle, all facing each other. No. No. <laughs> I don't want a dog anymore. <laughs> so because, like, this area is a housing community, so, like, the cousin, like, you know, couldn't, you know, barrel down the road in her car. Oh so God. she had to slowly drive past the group of dogs oh my and God. kept going on her way. And then as she continued to drive, she noticed in her like peripheral vision that something was running alongside her car. Nope. Uh. Nope. 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 She turned her head to see that a brown dog from the group, from the group was trotting alongside her car. Oh my God. Trotting? Like it was just following. She, she didn't mind it until like she, like, you know, she should, like, she hit like a speed bump. Oh, okay. And the impact of the like car, like the impact of the bump made her car wobble. And then she looked up to the, at the dog again, and it was still keeping pace with the car. Oh. And mm. she tried to ignore the dog and tried speeding up, and like, you know, still keeping in mind there were speed bumps. Mm-hmm. And the dog continued to keep pace. Okay. But the cousin had to eventually stop at a stop sign, and she began to feel like feel like immensely uncomfortable, and tried to keep her eyes forward. But, you know, curiosity got the best of her. She looked over at the dog. It was facing forward, and she continued to stare. Why would you stare at it? Okay. And that is when the dog turned its head. Instead of the face of a dog, there was the flat of a man covered in hair, smiling from ear to ear. No. No. Uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) Ruining all of Chris's dreams. No. Okay, as somebody who loves dogs, just no. (laughs) Oh my god, okay, I've got chills, man. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> so fear shot through her body, and the cousin pushed on the pedal, and not dared, like, to look back in her re- rearview mirror. She reached the house and barely pulled herself to the door, weak from fear. And the aunt came to her, and, like, the, co- like, the cousin began to sob. She told the aunt everything, and they scheduled a meeting with a medicine man the next day. Smart. Mm. The aunt, mm. the real G. So at night, when the cousin was trying to get some rest after like that stressful event, mm-hmm. she was tossing and turning and felt very ill. She could hear people outside laughing and talking in Navajo, but she didn't think too much of it because they live in a community with like near plenty of neighbors. Mm. So eventually, when you know she met with the medicine man, he told the like the cousin that she was very fortunate. The skinwalker was a man for her. She just happened to spoil it while it was out to bring another person misfortune. Oh my god, okay. Mm. 
And he also told her that the laughing and talking that she heard that in the night was a skinwalker talking to his friends, letting them know that someone had saw him and that he had scared her. Mm. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> yeah. The medicine man... Fucking Chris! Her face just like... <laughs> I feel like I'm losing my mind. I cannot... I keep thinking about her looking out the window and instead of seeing a dog, it's a freaking man's face. Like, I... I remember I told you my fear of windows is because I'm scared of face is going to appear there. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, get back to the medicine man. So the man told the cousin that if the skinwalker had been for her and she had seen him like that, it could have very well killed her. Oh my god, I'm scared. <laughs> After the encounter, cousin suffered from many ailments and had to stop playing basketball for a while. Oh my god, no. But yeah, she, even- she eventually had like a lot of like ceremonies and eventually got back on her feet. Okay, thank god. Oh my gosh. Okay, we love a good comeback story. So, like, the user, like, confirmed, like, the story of the cousin. And, and, like, the cousin said it was true, but, you know, she doesn't like talking about it very much. Because, you know, in their culture, talking about it brings them. Yeah. Oh my god. And, you know, apparently, like, you know, they, they, they don't call it Skinwalker. Like, they have, a like, a Navajo name for it, mm. but they rarely say it. Oh. Yeah, because it's, like, calling it to them, right? Mm. Oh. Yeah, so it's actually, if you're not like from there, you you don't know what they're called because they really keep it a secret. And mm. these kind of stories, it's hard to find also. Unless you're on Reddit. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm thoroughly creeped out. Like, y'all can't see, but I have goosebumps. Like, legit goosebumps. You can go on to like, Lisha Ninja's profile and she has like, seven other stories, I think. Seven? <laughs> on On this, what? She has seven encounters. No, like, the Whoa, seven stories mad. that she heard. Oh my god. Okay, I thought oh. like seven encounters. Because, you know, if she keeps talking about it, then it's like <laughs> calling it to her. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. I'm totally creeped out. Yeah, and you know, actually, like, uh, Native American like folklore is like distinct to like their nation. Oh, okay. Or like to, to, to this. Yeah, so. Uh, Skinwalker isn't uh isn't in all of the like nations. Each tribe has like different. Oh. If you heard of the Windigo, it's also a Native American oh. creature. <laughs> Hannibal. Chris. Hannibal. <laughs> oh yeah, the Windigo Hannibal is a had, cannibal. Cause the the show Hannibal had um the Windigo as like a motif in the show. Yeah, Windigo is a cannibal. Yep. I thought you were going to reference another Hannibal thing again because honestly, <laughs> we oh referenced him multiple times already. I mean, do you know the cast had like a reunion thingy yesterday? Oh. Yeah. And like, Julian Anderson like literally came out saying that she had no idea what her lines meant. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny. Hopefully, you don't oh. think about it too much when you sleep. Uh... I feel like as long as I can't see it, I won't think about it. Okay, but what if? What if? No, 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 Chris, no. What no. if Leonidas is a skinwalker? Oh, kill me. Like, I got in the middle of the night and it's just a man standing there. Ah, <laughs> I, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm scared. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Watch me, like, suspect every animal I see from now on. Oh no. She'd be like, are you really a human? Are you human? <laughs> are you human or are you a dancer? <laughs> I came across like skinwalkers from another story. That it's probably not a skinwalker because I don't think the user is from Navajo. Mm-hmm. But like this story, it's uh, from a community called uh, Glitch in the Matrix. Oh gosh, I freaking hate Glitches in the Matrix. Okay. And that the story was quite interesting. So like the user, um, she she has a dog and the dog like the previous day ate something. So like you know, she, um so it might be stuck in her throat. Uh-huh. So like she was keeping track of like the dog's breathing. So like she was on the couch and she could hear like the dog, you know, just snoring. And then the dog like started like hacking, you know, like coughing. Oh my god, and a motorcycle. <laughs> okay. 
So like the dog started hacking. You know, like like, like you know, like the sound where you're trying to get something out of your yeah. throat. That kind of sound. So she went to check on her dog, but the dog wasn't there. No. The dog was outside Stop with her it. parents for thirty minutes. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Oh my so god. So the creature in her room was definitely not her dog. Stop it. <laughs> so, oh like, the comments, god. I was like reading through the comments, and one of them was like, Yep, oh, sometimes a sh- Chris is playing with Liu. <laughs> so, I freaking hate glitches. Sometimes when Chris is playing with Liu, you don't know whether it's Liu or not. Stop it. Oh my god. <laughs> so, like, when I was reading that story, it reminded me of Chris because she got a pet. So I went up to like research on skinwalkers. Stop. I freaking hate glitches in the matrix. Oh, but that whole community, like the stories are actually pretty interesting. <laughs> okay. I am thoroughly freaked out. And I may or may not be able to look at my bunny the same way ever. <laughs> and then just staring at you with his eyes oh my god sometimes i swear he's giving me that side eye and i'm like you know too much <laughs> oh my god he maybe he does look. really know too much <laughs> oh my god he knows that you're talking about him now oh my god you know we often joke that like maybe leo because he's like four months he actually has like this deep manly voice <laughs> oh no no so no come on hello my name is leonidas <laughs> give me some hay <laughs> That's terrible. Feed but... me, serpent. <laughs> Feed me, serpent. Oh my god. <laughs> I just like um juiced up some of his toys by adding hay into them so he could play with it more. Because he's so he picky with playing? his toys. Yeah, he was playing with it. Like he was trying to get the hay out. He's so picky mm. with his toys. He really is super. He's a diva. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, please rate us 5 stars on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and whatever podcast platform you listen to. And you can follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Shoot us a DM or send us stories if you like. You can also email us at hiddenamongus3 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and see you guys next week. Bye. See you next week where the episode is not cursed. Yes, this <laughs> this episode is really woohoo, one wild ride. One wild ride. Several wild rides. <laughs> <laughs>